Now let's talk about self-integrity. What that means is honoring the words that you tell yourself. Now this is really important as we talk about improving our habits and routines, because your habits and your routines are basically things that you've said to yourself that you will do, and then you do them or you don't do them. So when you honor the words that you tell yourself, you are holding yourself to a higher standard. You are engaging in self-discipline. You need to be true to yourself first and become committed to yourself. When you say to yourself that you're going to get up early and exercise, when you follow through, you are in integrity. When you don't follow through, you are not. Welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 19 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 151 of the Improvement Project podcast. And today I want to talk about integrity and accountability, and of course, how these things relate to improvement of oneself. I am specifically interested lately in self-integrity and accountability to yourself. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that whatever new self-growth or improvement concepts that I'm learning about and trying on for myself will immediately be on my list of things to share here with you on the podcast. This subject is what I'm into lately, and it's a doozy. Now, you've heard me talk a lot about how accountability has been so important for me in my habits journey throughout my life, and especially over the last three years as I embarked on this podcast adventure. I recruited my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny, who was instrumental in keeping me on task and on track in my consistency with producing this podcast every single week. I also check in with my friends, Cynthia and Jamie and my peas in a pod accountability group on the regular. All of these external sources of accountability have been so helpful and so important for my self-growth and for my own improvement project, and I highly recommend that if you have been struggling to be consistent with your habits or routines, get yourself an accountability buddy to help keep you on track. There is power in the people that we surround ourselves with. Now, I alluded to this last week when Jenny made a guest appearance on the show. She was the consistency fuel for me at the beginning, but as I continued to do all of the tasks associated with this podcast week in and week out for more than two years, something magic happened. My weekly podcast tasks of planning, scripting, recording, editing, uploading, making show notes, sending out an email, and then posting on social media became part of my routine and then part of my identity. And then... I didn't need that external accountability from Jenny like I did at the beginning. Now, I don't really believe in coincidences, and it just so happened that as I was leaving the nest of Jenny's accountability comfort, that was just around the time when life circumstances changed for her and she could no longer be here every week, kind of holding my hand for the podcast. 
Now, obviously I miss her and her jokes and our weekly chats, but this whole process helped me to realize that I had learned an important habit skill that I had never really thought about or put on the list before. I had learned the very important habit skill and life skill of self-integrity, of doing what I said I would do, not for someone else, but for me. Now let's dig into this a little more. Let's start with integrity. It feels like a word with a lot of power because it is, and it's often misrepresented in terms of its meaning, at least in my opinion. So the dictionary definition of integrity is this, aligning your conduct with that which you know to be excellent. A person of integrity displays a principled dedication to values and beliefs. They always seek to reflect ethical standards and do the right thing regardless of the circumstances. Integrity is also the state of being whole and undivided. Now, as I said, that's the dictionary definition, and it really has a lot of parts associated with it, and so it's a lot to unpack. But let me go into this... um, Uh, article by this fellow called Michael C. Jensen, who is a Harvard Business School professor, and he studies integrity in business. Now, he has a slightly different definition of integrity that really brings in the importance of the power of your word. And this definition resonated for me, and maybe it will for you too. Now, there is some confusion between the terms integrity, morality, and ethics. These three phenomenon are widely understood to provide standards of, quote, correct behavior, but people generally get them mixed up. The primary differentiation that Michael Jensen makes between them is to distinguish integrity from morality and ethics. So just to kind of give you a definition of the three terms, integrity, a state or condition of being whole, complete, unbroken, unimpaired, sound, in perfect condition. Morality. In a given society, in a given era of that society, morality is the generally accepted standards of what is desirable and undesirable, of right and wrong conduct, and what is considered by that society as good or bad behavior of a person, group, or entity. Ethics. In a given group, ethics is the agreed-upon standards of what is desirable and undesirable of right and wrong conduct of what is considered by that group as good and bad behavior of a person, group, or entity that is a member of the group and may include defined bases for discipline, including exclusion. Integrity, let's go back to integrity, is a purely positive proposition. It has nothing to do with good versus bad, whereas morality and ethics both have a lot of stuff wrapped up in them around good versus bad. So think for a moment about the law of gravity. There is no such thing as good gravity or bad gravity. Like integrity, it just is. Morality and ethics, on the other hand, are normative concepts in that they deal with matters of good or bad, right versus wrong. They both relate to desirable versus undesirable behavior. So if we go back to our friend, my new friend, Michael Jensen, here's what his definition is of integrity. And in his model, it's about honoring your word. An individual is whole and complete when their word is whole and complete. And their word is whole and complete when they honor their word. Integrity is a matter of a person's word, nothing more and nothing less. 
Now, you might be listening to this and you may agree or disagree with this definition, but for me, this makes sense and it takes out the sometimes messy landmines of morality and ethics that usually bring up a lot of guilt and shame with them. Now, I'll get back to why this has been enlightening for me and my habits in a minute. But first, let's define how we can keep and honor our word. We can honor our word in one of two ways. First, by keeping our word and on time, or second, as soon as we know that we won't keep our word, we inform all parties counting on us to keep our word and clean up any mess that we've caused in their lives. When we do this, we are honoring our word despite having not kept it, and we have maintained our integrity. So the moment that you recognize that you are out of integrity and you can't back your word, you recreate your word. Here's an example of what I mean by this. You said you'd be at the meeting at 12 p.m., but you're in traffic, and it looks like it's going to be closer to 12.17 p.m. Instead of just showing up late, you call and you apologize, which is taking accountability, and then you report that the new expected time of arrival will be 12.17 p.m., and you have recreated your word. If you are serious about being a person of integrity, you will think very carefully before giving your word to anyone or anything, and you will never give your word to two or more things that are mutually inconsistent. If you're up to anything important in life, you will not always be able to keep your word, and that's all right. But if you are a person of integrity, you will always honor your word, which is what I just described, where you offer accountability, and recreate your word. Maybe you have found yourself out of integrity, and then you've just decided, well, I just won't give my word to anything ever, and therefore, I'll always be integrity. Now, this might be true, and sometimes people get to that place, because they're like, ah, I don't want to say anything or do anything, or like give my word, because I don't want to be out of integrity. But anybody who does that is not somebody who has ever accomplished a lot in this life. So just by committing to nothing, you're not really going to go where you want to go. If you have big dreams and goals, sometimes you're going to be out of integrity and that's okay. Here's what you do. If you find yourself out of integrity, you recreate your word, you reset, you move on. Most humans, even if they are the best humans, are not integrity with the power of their word 100% of the time. So some quick examples. We say that we'll be somewhere at a certain time and we show up a few minutes or more than a few minutes late. We tell someone we'll call them to catch up, but then life gets busy and we never do. We make excuses instead of being accountable. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, I said I was going to be here at noon. I got here at five minutes after noon. We say, oh, there was traffic. Meanwhile, as soon as we knew that we were not going to be there at the time, if we had called and said it's going to be five minutes or 17 minutes difference, that's honoring your word. And now this might seem insignificant to you, or it might seem like a tiny thing, but this is what I'm talking about. And this is how powerful it can be. Also keep in mind that This is a concept that for me is relatively new and it it might be for you as well. You may find that as you move forward in your life and you start to interact with the idea of being in or out of integrity, that you might find yourself out of integrity more than somebody who's been practicing this concept for a long time. That's just how it is. We are learning something new. It's just like a new habit where it's going to take some practice. 
Here's something else that's really powerful about this concept of integrity. The personal and organizational benefits of honoring one's word are huge, both for individuals, but also for organizations. And these benefits are generally unappreciated. So the effects of out of integrity behavior are significantly more damaging than most people believe. So for individuals, When you are out of integrity, you will feel a massive sense of a loss of power, and that can show up sometimes as a lack of confidence or insecurity or apathy. If you say you're going to do something and then you don't, you lose your power. Those around you will feel as though they can't trust you or count on you. People tend to view integrity as a virtue that is, quote, nice to have, but not as something that is directly related to performance. They fail to link the difficulties in their lives or in their organizations to out-of-integrity behavior. But the increases in performance that are possible by focusing on integrity are huge. And not just like a tiny or a 10% increase in output or productivity. It's more like 100 to 500%. So this is where we go back to my new friend Michael Jensen's organization, which is called the Social Science Research Network. After three years of implementing the concepts we have discussed here related to integrity, they saw in excess of a 300% increase in output in performance with essentially no increase in inputs. And the people who work there are happier. So when you apply this concept to any business or organization or even to yourself, these numbers are amazing. Just imagine, keep your word, your performance is better. If everyone in a team keeps their word, does what they say they will do, the performance can be improved by 300% with no other inputs. So it's not like you're adding more money or more staff or more resources. You're just, people are doing what they said they were going to do. 300% increase in performance. Wow. All right. Now let's talk about self-integrity. What that means is honoring the words that you tell yourself. Now this is really important as we talk about improving our habits and routines, because your habits and your routines are basically things that you've said to yourself that you will do, and then you do them or you don't do them. So when you honor the words that you tell yourself, you are holding yourself to a higher standard. You are engaging in self-discipline. You need to be true to yourself first and become committed to yourself. When you say to yourself that you're going to get up early and exercise, when you follow through, you are in integrity. When you don't follow through, you are not. If you don't follow through enough times, which is common for many, you'll get to the place where you don't trust yourself anymore. And then you'll fall into apathy. You'll say, what's the point? I can never follow through and I'll never change. So I might as well just keep doing what I'm doing and I'll never get that new habit, never get that new routine, never get to that goal. And On top of that, this is where I want to come back to guilt and shame. Often, when we don't follow through on our word to ourselves, we get to that place where we don't trust ourselves and we feel powerless. Part of that feeling is being drawn down into a shame spiral. We think to ourselves, I'm a bad person if I can't follow through. We bring morality into it. We think that this behavior is not what I'm supposed to be doing and it makes me bad. So this, this right here was huge for me when I recognized this distinction. 
If I'm out of integrity, that has nothing to do with morality or ethics. I'm still a good person if I didn't do my exercise this morning. I just haven't followed through on my word. Once I follow through by recreating my word, offering accountability by apologizing to, my, to myself or to others if necessary, and then recreating my word, I'm honoring it once again and I'm back in integrity. You will have a sense of power reclaimed when you start living in integrity. You have increased confidence. You'll be more productive, more efficient, and you'll have more feelings of accomplishment and pride in all that you do. So as I said, all of us are going to be out of integrity sometimes, and that's okay. You are an imperfect human. The most important key here is to acknowledge or notice when you're out of integrity and then reset without covering the whole thing in guilt and shame. And if those feelings come up for you, recognize that they do not bring you power. The most important piece is to bring your awareness to what is, that you are not matching what you said you would do with what you are doing. Then you correct it. That's it. So moving forward, look for areas in your life where you have been out of integrity with others or yourself. Begin to be aware of what you give your word to, to others or yourself. What habit or routine have you said you were going to do, but then you haven't done it? Acknowledge it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Recognizing it is the most important piece. Then restart. Give your word to that which you are committed to doing. There is a lot of personal power in commitment. Once you begin to restore your integrity and honor your word, you will feel an increase in your personal power and you will be on your way to being an even better human. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to check in with yourself and with those around you to see where you might have been out of integrity and then get back after it. You got this. For questions or comments, send an email to The Improvement Project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone, and you can always get my attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that I mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this episode of The Improvement Project. I'd like to invite you to join my upcoming free masterclass, three ways to get your habits on track and derail decision fatigue, how to create a routine that will calm your overwhelm and let your poor tired brain have a rest by leveraging what you already do every day and make it easier. In this masterclass, you will learn how to mooch off the habits that you already have locked in. Believe me, you have some. And this will help you to create a more streamlined system that will help you cut your to-do list in half. You'll also learn how to take a look at your surroundings and find ways to allow outer order to bring you inner calm. You'll also learn how to create a morning routine that will reduce your decision fatigue and overwhelm and make your days go smoother. This masterclass is a must attend if 
You are so busy and overwhelmed just getting through the day each day that you are holding on to the edges for dear life. You can't remember the last time that you felt relaxed or that you did something just for you. Your brain is starting to feel like mush and you're having trouble remembering all of the details of all the things that hold your household together. You'd like to get on track with some healthy habits, but you just haven't had time or you just can't see how they would fit into the chaos that is your life. Does this resonate at all for you? If so, join me in this free masterclass to learn some practical techniques to help you manage this decision fatigue and overwhelm. Go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash masterclass and sign up for the day and time that works best for you. I'll see you there.